Well, welcome everyone to another episode of A Little Breathing Space. And we've got a really exciting episode today by somebody who I have wanted to meet and talk to for quite a while. She's currently sitting on in Patagonia. I think she might be on a boat or if not, she's slightly on shore. And this is Dawn Bates. And she is such a well-known author, coach and sailor and probably much more but i'm delighted that she's joined us today on the show welcome dawn thank you hello how are you i'm very well <laughs> how are you on the other side of the world <laughs> yeah i'm very well thank you and um i'm actually uh i'm not on a boat at the moment but i'm only like a five minute walk from the beach so I'm not that far away from the water <laughs> not far from the water no no so somewhere no. on the way to Antarctica if I'm right that's right yes I'm in uh, Punta Arenas at the moment uh, which is the capital of Patagonia that is very exciting but Dawn just for our listeners tell us a little bit about how you got to be this woman who is today sitting <laughs> on her way by boat to Patagonia how did that unfold Oh, where do I start? <laughs> what a question. Um, a lot of, uh, well, a, a lot of uh, grit, a lot of uh, work, and um, just constantly believing in myself and up-leveling and doing the work, showing up mm -hmm. and getting it done. But lit quite literally, um, I had a phone call with my ex-husband. I said, right, okay, I... I took care of the boys for the last decade and decade and a half of their lives. I'm shattered. Your turn now. I'm going. I think that's <laughs> pretty on. amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of women out there going, oh, how did she do that? <laughs> enrollment conversations, enrollment conversations. Yeah. Mm. So you set off and you became someone who sails a lot around the world. Mm, yeah finally my mother when I left she says oh you know she reminded me of that day I sat on well that night actually that I sat on the beach when I was eight years old uh looking out at the the ocean from Yarmouth um saying I'm going to go live out there and uh, she goes it took you long enough didn't it <laughs> well, yeah, oh great <laughs> but had that always been a passion to go and sail and be out on the ocean and um, to be out on the ocean yes to sail not really I don't come from a family of sailors um, I only started sailing three years ago three years ago yeah, three years ago um but I can't walk on water Clarissa so oh, no. not yet anyway oh, um, you can try. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But the sailing, you know, I, I, I feel immense peace when I'm out on the ocean. Even when, you know, I was uh, in Scotland going over researching for the, my third book, um, Crossing the Line, it was winter, it was bitterly cold, but I was still on top of the ferry out on deck, sat there, like scarf on, gloves on, wrapped up warm. And I remember one of the guys coming up to me because oh, you disappeared, like we couldn't find you. 
because I'm up on deck, he goes, no one in their right mind would be up here in the right. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not of sound mind. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take myself too seriously. I, I like to have a giggle as you find out. You probably we will, heard, but, we yeah. will find that. That sounds so amazing. <laughs> but, but you're obviously there. I mean, you're not sitting there leisure cruising, are you, when you're out there on the boat? You're actually working and coaching and, and writing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, it's most, this boat that I've just sailed it in on, it's, uh, it was 55 metres, 303 tonnes. There was 30 sails. Um, I was watch leader, so it was managing a group of 12, a group of nine, making sure everything is running as it should be. Um, when it is a much smaller vessel and there's two or three, maybe four of us, if we're lucky, it is watch rotations, it's cooking, it's fixing stuff, it's trimming sails, it's making sure the boat runs. It's yeah. not, it's not as glamorous as sitting there with a gin and tonic, you know, if the engine or the bilge goes wrong, then you've got to fix it. If you're about to go around uh, a cape and uh, <laughs> the rigging goes, it's, oh no. What are we going to do? The, yeah. Just, yeah, it's proper hard work. And you, you know, you are, your body is constantly moving. Mm-hmm. When I'm not trimming sails or fixing something or helming or plotting a course, then I'm writing, as you say. Um, I'm creating coaching courses, um, mm-hmm. content, writing books. Yeah. It's a different kind of digital nomad, that is, you know. (laughs) But an exciting one, I think, yeah. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, I do have a a course that um, I I am going to be launching later on this year because the digital nomad thing, I think a lot of people are um, misunderstanding what it actually is. I think, you know, they all think that because of the beautiful photos on Instagram, and all yeah. these great uh, videos, you know, that you're there, you're jumping into these ravines and you're having a great time and you're sat by a pool and sunbathing. And there is a reality. There are visa implications. There is time management. There is, yeah. you know, how are you doing a tax return when you've got all these yeah. different currencies mm. coming around the world? Yeah, yeah. And you've got to submit this and make sense of it all. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it, oh, my dog. <laughs> she joined in. Oh, no, it's not, it's not, um, but it's not like you're sitting there and how can I say you're, you're just sort of cruising when you're a digital nomad. I mean, you're right. There's lots when you move around mm. the world. There's a lot of things to deal with and, and yeah. you've got to find clients and you've still got to coach them and deliver even if you're doing Absolutely. it somewhere else or whatever mm. it is you're doing as a digital nomad. It's not like complete party time. No, my, my party days were long gone, Clarissa. I'm not, <laughs> my, my, my party nights is a good book and a cup of tea, I think, these yeah. days. Um, I, but, so I, sound, I, I sound so exciting, though. Oh. <laughs> but no, you're right. And when you move, so for example, I've just arrived here in South America. So it is learning about how life is done, not just done in the country, but in the continent. Mm. Especially when you have arrived and there are uprisings happening in many of the countries here there's a new language there's a new way of doing things there's a new time schedule you know this is a very relaxed time they still have siestas and sundays shops are closed Mm. and very much laid back but again it's a different currency it's 
Yeah, there's everything. Yeah, and you, as you're right, they're going through a lot of upheaval in a lot of these countries. So you're not quite sure what you're going to meet when you get there. No, you're not. <laughs> no, maybe it hasn't reached Patagonia, but I'm sure Santiago's a bit. It has. Yeah, it, it has. has. Yeah. Even there. Has. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Absolutely, it has. The protests, I mean, the, the streets, lots of graffiti, anti. You've got Pinera and Pinochet logos everywhere there. Wow. You know, and, and it was quite interesting because as I was sailing in here, one of the chaps had a satellite phone and he had a news that he goes, Oh, there's an uprising starting in Chile. Well, I had to giggle, um, not at the fact that there was an uprising, but six months after I moved to Egypt, there became an uprising. And then when I moved back to England and I took on Scottish police uh, with what happened uh, with me, which is detailed in my third book, mm. I was like, really? Oh my goodness. Everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> my friends are like i'm never going on holiday with you dawn ever i'm like what? <laughs> no it's not I don't plan these things <laughs> they just happen yeah <laughs> they just yeah happen. yeah someone's got to deal with it so you know you're there <laughs> yeah you know. but one of the things we wanted to talk about was time management and i know you've got a, a little take on that and I'm, so mm. many of my listeners are always juggling with time. Time seems to be the currency that is the hardest for them mm. to, to manage. And especially when you're busy, it becomes that mantra. I'm so busy. What are you doing? I'm so busy. And stressed, yeah, stressed. And you're telling each other how stressed you are. It becomes the currency of your conversation, your worth. Mm -hmm. I mean, your take, your take on time really fascinating because I know this is one of the areas you talk a lot about mm, I do I say managing time is a waste of time love it <laughs> because time is just time mm. and regardless of what it is that we're doing whether we are you know running a business running a household running a family running a country we all have the same amount of time in our mm. life and I it all comes down to what is most important to you as an individual. Yeah. And instead of splitting ourselves up into so many things, trying to be all things to all people and doing everything for everybody else, again, come back to the enrollment conversations and just honoring self. Mm. Once we honor who we are and we learn to say yes and no with conviction for who we are and where that's taking us that's own, that's when we can actually master our own time instead of managing time yeah time can't be managed time is not tangible it's true that's why people struggle with it yeah and so we get into this whole conversation don't we about yeah elaborate ways to manage time and spreadsheets Mm. an endless disappointment i think for people or feelings of inadequacy mm, massively i used to be that woman that um i mean going back in the day uh, about 22 years ago i signed up for the paul j meyer success motivation international uh course amazing guy um and um 
my whole day was planned out in five minute increments and I could tell you exactly what I was doing, where I was going to be, how long it took me to do something for three months ahead. Oh my God. Doesn't make me, I don't yes. feel very well when you said that actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> now I travel around the world at five knots now, which is probably around about five miles an hour. Mm. Um, and I really have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I arrive here and then I go, right, okay. Let's just see what happens. I know what I need to do. I know I need to, you know, I need to talk to clients. I need to check in with my boys. Um, time, the amount of time travel I've done already today. I've already been in the future. I've been in the past and I'm here in the <laughs> present and I don't actually know what that is. No. It's like you're at 3.30 where you are? About 4.30 where I am, yeah, in the evening, yeah. And I'm 12.30, but it's the same time. Sure. We yeah. are right here in this moment. Yeah. And some of your listeners will maybe 9 o'clock at night. Some of them may be sleeping and waking up to this. Later, exactly. So yeah, yeah. So time, just here in this moment, we are already showing that time is just a construct of make-believe and in that space of make-believe let's make up something that fills our heart with joy and do what lights us up yeah because we've only got one chance at life and if we're not doing what lights us up then what is the point of why why are we doing that the days of slavery i thought were abolished are we being a slave to our children our families to society to are our we, jobs yeah yeah i don't know we're willingly we being are. slaves yeah and i think we're slaves more than ever actually now i mean and we turn our children into those slaves as well that that's something i think is quite shocking i've met people who say yes but my i have a spreadsheet for my children's activities and I'm like, and and uh, and I remember this colleague of mine in 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 Australia, lovely guy, and he said, "Well, the week," and I said, "Did you have a nice weekend?" And he said, "Oh yeah, I was really busy. I didn't stop at all." I said, "Oh," and he said, "Well, you know, my children start this activity at this time. Then we've got to take the girl to dancing. Then this one's going to do that. Then this one's doing art." And it just went the whole weekend went on like that till Sunday night. And he said, "I'm I'm really exhausted. I've come to work for a bit of a rest." Mm. <laughs> and I thought, gosh, what are, what are you teaching Ouch. your kids? Ouch. Mm. There's no time for fun. There's no time to just be. And I have this analogy that I use with a lot of my clients. Because uh, I do time mastery as one of the, the, the sessions that I do. Um, and I, I mean, get a glass. Um, I was just thinking, I've got a glass of water here. I'll yeah. show you, but I yeah. can't do that. Um, um, it's like some of the glass is full of water, or not full, because you need to, and then put some oil in the top and shake it up. Keep shaking it and shaking it and shaking it. That's my bangle drawer. It's just in top of it. Um, <laughs> and um, when you're rushing around all the time, the goodness and the being still in that moment, so all the juicy goodness, like the oil can rise to the surface, can't rise. So what's truly possible for you in your life and what your soul is trying to tell you and 
what is actually going on in this space you can't actually begin to think about because it's chaos and it's only when we stop that the oil can rise to the top and then you can actually nourish yourself with that oil mm. and that's why people love going on holiday because they get time to stop their work but what happens when they go on holiday their body kind of goes oh into shutdown mode or they go out drinking or they go and do all these different activities and then they've got to they've got to get this i mean yeah. just listening to some of the travelers i've got to do this walk i've got to do the w i've got to do the o i've got to do the kayaking and i've got to do this and even in the two weeks or the three weeks or however long they're on yeah. holiday they've got to cram mm. all this stuff in read this many books or oh yes yeah they don't just sort of sit there and and sit still at at all no 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 not that's a, not why a, we love retreats now right but that's still doing it's just some somebody else some retreat no some retreats <laughs> that I've been on a lot but a lot of retreats are quite filled with activities the ones that i go on are not the ones i go on are um silent Boot camps. oh <laughs> no, they're si no they're silent and <sighs> you just do your you do your chores you don't you just communicate no speaking no phones no nothing yeah yeah blissful. it's blissful and the first few the first day everybody's kind of itching and not quite sure because we ease ourselves into it we sort of go okay no speaking after you know meditation or we say in next it's no speaking after and then you speak don't speak at meal times and you just eat quietly and things like that and mm. it's amazing you sort of come down, come down, and you can see all your wrinkles go. So it's a great, it's a great one for women who want to stay young. <laughs> just go on a retreat because all your mm. all your stress, everything just drops away because all you've mm. got to do is be there. And then when you're not in the actual meditation, I mean, the teacher might speak a little there. You just sit, you journal, you draw, you go for a swim. Mm. Not much else, you know. Just sit there and sort of just sit quietly mm. Mm. beautiful that's a, yeah i'm just thinking gosh that's just people don't understand why when i'm on a boat i prefer the four till eight watch or the 12 till four mm. um it's because everybody else is asleep yeah and it's just me and the stars and the ocean I do prefer, prefer the four till eight because the dolphins come for feeding like that five o'clock. Oh. Um, oh, that's amazing. But when you're, when you're on a boat and you're in the middle of the ocean, there is no Wi-Fi. There is no social media. There is no phone reception. Yeah. You can't send emails. I mean, you can use a satellite phone yeah, like yeah. If, in the emergencies. Oh. But you just become still and yes i work when i'm on the boat and yes i'm writing and yes i'm creating but it's because i've got this space to create and when you're on a boat and those winds are getting up and those waves are climbing and you know that you've got to hoist these sails or you've got to bring these sails down you've got to do it quickly mm -hmm and you've got to work together as a team 
And if that wind is howling, you can't hear each other anyway. You just have to read each other and know. Yeah. But being in that space of no external, it's just there. And mm. on a boat, if you are not on the boat with the right kind of people, boats get smaller every moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite oh. rapidly with the wrong people. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, just taking that moment just to be still and just look out at the ocean. And it, it just came to me. There was a lady on the last trip I was on. I was sat there upon the poop deck and I was just looking out, cup of tea in a hand, um, looking out at the oceans, watching the dolphins and the penguins and the birds. Um, and she came, she goes, why are you isolating yourself? I said, what? Huh? She goes, well, we're all in the deck house drink, having a drink. Why aren't you with us? I was like, I don't want to be there. I'm here looking out at the ocean and the penguins and the dolphins. There's been loads. Yeah. And they could, they still couldn't, even at that time, stop the drinking, stop the, the constant mindless, shallow chatter. Yeah, the doing. Yeah, and the, the having to have a conversation for the sake of having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like they couldn't be with the silence. No. And silence, I mean, I just feel so tranquil just listening to you when you're just saying, is it there? it's just silent mm. and when we used to go in australia it was in the bush so so you could sit on little sort of outlets and just look at the bush and just listen mm. to the sounds of the bush mm. you know and it's just you can hear all the insects and and the birds and you know and just you're just mm. at total peace with what's around you you know and there's no traffic there no. There were a few neighbours and we, we got treated to a wonderful song of Frozen as we lay meditating. It was hilarious. A <laughs> little child sang it. <laughs> and laughter is allowed at those moments. That kind of silence isn't <laughs> denied. But, you know, there was just, or you're just still and there's nothing but just those sounds that are there that are nature's own. You know, the same mm. as you would on a boat. But the distraction, there are still people who can't, they have to look at their phone once a day. They can't not look at it. Mm. Mm. Even when there's no service, they still yeah, have to, like, have, yeah, yeah. They're always taking selfies that, you know, taking. Da, 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 da. <sighs> and I think this, for me, as somebody who runs her businesses online, the digital nomad life, mm. having to show up uh and do a selfie or take a little video and post yeah. it on an instagram yeah. story or a facebook story or you know i'm like i'm in the moment i i i'm not even thinking about my phone i'm not even thinking about social mm. media and then i you get on land and you go oh i mean if i looked at all the photos of my trip while i'm out in the middle of the ocean i think i've got like um three pictures from 84 yeah, days yeah 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 <laughs> like, <"Oops." laughs> but i'm a bit like that i mean i sometimes think well you know why do i need to take a picture you know and i like mm. to go where it's quiet and still you know mm. and just yeah. be peace and i think that's letting go of all that busy timing time, time needing to manage time and mm. you kind of go into a rhythm of the day don't you you know you go mm -hmm. with the cycle of the day rather than trying to 
control what you can't control because it's you know it is morning and it is night that happens whatever whether we like it or not mm. and i think you've just hit on a word there control when we are having to control something that means there's an element of fear there. fear that something is not as it should be mm. or fear that something is going to overtake us or fear that we're going to lose something um, and again, bring it back to being here in Chile and live life out in Egypt. The, um, you know, when governments have to control the people, it's because there's a fear that the people will rise up. And if we're afraid we're going to miss out on something, yes. we fill our time with trying to do everything and do it now. And, you know, and, or I'm afraid that, you know, we, we, so, for example, at the moment, I'm going through this thing as a single woman. Um, and it's like, you know, I'm doing, I'm in the process of doing a course at the moment, fear of intimacy, you know, after a divorce and a broken yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm controlling it. So I don't speak <laughs> then. I don't go where, I don't go to bars, not that I drink anyway. And it's okay. keep it all at a distance because you're afraid of getting hurt again. It's like you're afraid of that intimacy. Mm. You keep it at a distance. So when you keep yourself busy, yeah. working or busy with the kids, you're actually afraid of what's going to come up for you and what you're actually truly capable of. Mm. And you're afraid of listening to yourself yeah. and what messages your soul is going to start speaking to you. And when you stop, your soul can't help but communicate with you. No. No, it can't. It has to. And, and a lot does come up, which can be very frightening for people as well. I think that's mm. why people are a, often reject meditation because you have to suddenly something comes up mm. and you've kept that at bay by filling your life with rubbish. And when there's a quiet moment, you know, everybody thinks it's all Zen, but it's quite often not. It, it's quite a lot of deep stuff that pops out for a person and they're quite sort of rocked by it, yeah? It gets quite messy quite quickly sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been covering it up, you know, and I have a lot of clients like that myself who come to me and they say, well, you know, I'm running two businesses and, I'm, and I'm, uh, I've got the kids and then I, I'm obviously renovating a house and I've not been very well. Oh, my oh does your body is your body telling you something you know yeah yeah <laughs> might be if you just yep. stopped oh no i don't have any time to eat i only eat once a day and i'm like oh oh right okay well we'll have to work a little on that you know because you can't yeah. because you can't say to a person that's a terrible thing to do and it, it's just how oh. they are it's how they're conditioned <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily say that to them. they're conditioned to be like that so we have to let mm. people see there's another way absolutely mm. um <laughs> I'm probably not as subtle as you there, Clarissa. <laughs> I would have actually said, well, that's not a very good idea, is it? And this might be, you know, your body screaming at yes, you. Imagine, yeah. imagine your soul was your child. And, your, and this is the thing. I always relate yes. it back to that. If yeah. your child, is, if you're ignoring your child and your child is screaming and throwing a tantrum because they want something that mm. you're not prepared to give them, and then they throw themselves down on the floor and they're kicking and screaming. Not That's that my true. boys ever did that. And I think no, no, I'd be quite son. mortified if they did. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just, because I'm going, what do you want? Well, 
just have a conversation then. Yeah. Um, but your soul, when you don't listen, mm. will throw that tantrum and it will either be a backache or lower. If you're putting yep. too, like when a lot of us have these pains in our coccyx, and which is something that I went through, mm. and I'm like, no wonder I've got so much pain in my lower back and coccyx. The amount of pressure, sure. the amount of weight that I'm pushing down on him. Yeah, and it's coming from here. It's not coming from just sitting on your butt or, you know, it's actually it's coming here. from here. It's all the thoughts Absolutely. of this that's here that we carry. It's why we have so much weight on our shoulders. It's why mm. uh, women, I meet a lot of women who have um, very, very, very stiff joints and frozen shoulders. And it, that's all just this, the tension. You're holding it together so long. Mm. the body was I, I can't do this anymore no Sorry, have and, now. yeah you you just reminded me of when uh, i got divorced in complete shock um you know we uh and it's like okay i've got to do all this by myself you know i've got to keep the boys happy i've got to make sure that they're they're well i've got to run the house i'm in the middle of writing writing a book I was in the middle of running businesses getting everything mm. set up online I've got to keep my fitness and and it was just like I've got to I've got to I've got to I've got to I have to I have to I have to mm-hmm. and then I went hang on a second got to and have to there's resistance in those words yeah what am I choosing mm. am I choosing to write this book am I choosing to build this business am I choosing to take care of my body am I choosing to take care of my children and which of them am I not choosing right here in this moment am I choosing to be stressed am I choosing to be a martyr for my children and one of the things I work with my clients about a lot of is the mummy martyrdom (gasps) oh yes ah do you know let I mean the, the thing that I said to one person um was uh if I said to you, here's a cat of nine tails, now la- give yourself 50 lashes, would yeah, you do it? Yeah, You're like, God, no. no. I was like, okay, so if I gave you a knife and asked you to cut your wrists and keep, would you do it? They were like, no. I'm like, what you were doing by mm. taking on all of these extra tasks, yeah. instead of saying no, is you're doing the cat of nine tails. Oh, yeah. You are slashing, your, you are hurting yourself in a very different way. But the thing is, by not offloading and sharing the responsibilities of the home and the family and enabling your children to take the bus or make their own way to their club. They've got legs. You are disabling them. Stick them on a bus. Right, you need to be there at this time. And if you want your football kit or your your dance kit or your tennis kit ready by that time, then you need to make sure it's in the wash and it's already done and your beds are made. I'm I'm your mummy. I am not your mate. No, and there's a very big difference. Oh yes, yeah, yep. I agree. I totally agree. It's what I call the burnt toast syndrome, where you have to take the the crappy bit of toast because your child's got to have the better piece. You know, yeah, and and every woman right. knows she knows that she knows that that's what she does. Mm-hmm. Or we get to the ice cream store and you buy the ice cream, but you for them, but you don't have one yourself, even though you want one. Instead of saying, actually, I can't afford this right now, and we're going home, we're going to have a piece of fruit then you know you're making all these sacrifices that don't make mummy feel very good at all no no and women do it all the time to themselves 
but they're mm-hmm. absolute experts at at that kind Sabotage. of journey yeah that sort of mm-hmm. and and it adds up and there's a lot of resentment there and resentment for you i mean your kid your kids are very capable it's amazing what they can do if you let them oh, do it i know yeah you know my kids have been doing chores around the house you know i've got a great photo of my youngest when he was about i know three stood there at the sink in a pinny doing the washing up he loved it you know, I've got another picture of him in his underpants in the bath, scrubbing the bath at the same age. Hmm. Might have even been on the same day. Um, but, you know, <laughs> again, it's like, we're a family. Hmm. I am not a slave to you. No. And um, it, it is about us teaching our children how to respect us as humans, yeah. as women, yeah. but as partners. And I've said to my boys, um, on many occasions that um you know what is it that you want for yourself Mm. okay um because obviously they're getting to an age where it's not obvious my eldest is 17 in four weeks my youngest just turned 30 and one of the things that i find is i trigger women for the very fact that i'm not at home taking care of my oh, i children. bet that sets people oh. off <laughs> oh clarissa but if like, you were, you if you were a man but if you were a man you, oh. you wouldn't bat an eyelid would you you know nobody no, would no, say no. anything it's no they wouldn't but they've got a, a very old model of behavior like that's from the 1940s and before before it's already well, it's a it's centuries old that parenting yeah. model yeah and I am a human being. I'm an individual. I'm a person in my own right. And but my ex, I, I received quite a bit of hate mail sometimes uh, yeah. from men and women hmm. who are disgusted that I could even consider leaving my children at home with their father. And I'm like, well, actually, he's actually quite capable of looking after his own children yeah. that he took part in making. Yes, and, and he's a single. You know, he's there as a single parent, like billions most, of women are. Most women, absolutely. Yeah. But it's funny how women choose to have a child with a man, mm-hmm. but then choose to micro or macro manage that man and make him wrong for everything he does because he's not parenting like she is. Yeah, and it's like, well, why did you choose to have children with him in the first place, or was it just an accident? And also, yeah. if you are telling him that he's not capable you are emasculating him yes and you are damaging his confidence so Mm. if you've got children um which are boys you're telling the boys sublimely that they're not good enough to look after children but you're also telling your daughters Mm. that men are incompetent and cannot look after themselves or their children and they can and they can they're very good my husband's really my my husband's really really good here He, he can cook just as well as me he knows how a vacuum cleaner works. Absolutely. He's perfectly, perfectly capable of doing everything and does. Absolutely. And does, Absolutely. you know, and lived on his own before and managed very well. And my son is, uh, when, when my son was a teenager, but he was a bit younger than your oldest, I uh, stopped going into his room. So if he wanted to live in there in a pigsty, I had the door shut. So it didn't bother me. After a year or so, he started to fold clothes and, and vacuum and tidy up because I didn't do it. Because it wasn't, one, it wasn't worth the battleground. And a lot of mothers are having a, an absolute open warfare with their children. So let it go. I mean, yes, it smells in there, but you don't have to go in there and sleep in there. So don't. No. no. 
and I go to stay with him, you know, now in his apartments in various places around the world. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, he hasn't put the washing away, but you know what? That's not my job. His fridge sinks, but that's not my job. So mm, that's his choice. Mm. So I let, so it, go. I let it go. And I let it go. Mm. And then, you know, and if I think we've, we're, we're running around to these frameworks that we think uh, that other people are judging us. A lot of women are like, it needs to be like this. My home needs to look like an Instagram picture and just in case anybody said anything about me. It's the cleaning the loo before the visitor comes kind of. Mindset. Yeah, or cleaning the house before the cleaner arrives. Yeah. that's what the cleaners are there to do <laughs> but it also one of the things that my ex-husband said he said you've actually made me a better father by you not being here yes. he said because i've realized just and he values women a lot more because he realizes just how much we do do mm-hmm. and he, he said you made it look so easy you made it look like you've got a team of people around around you I said, well, I mean, I, I'm like a squirrel on Red Bull. Um, anyway, I've got so much energy. But, <laughs> I, and, but I do feel the fact that, you know, when he defended me quite publicly and he said that me being away actually has strengthened our family, um, but it's also taught them just how much needs to be done. Um, to live by my standards. I'm like, but you're mm. not living by my standards. I'm not there to judge you. No, and if no. the boys don't want to shower, then the reaction of people walking away from them because they smell will be more, will be louder than me. I mean, my boys, I mean, they do shower, thankfully, yeah. um, regularly. Yeah. You know, mummy did teach them very well. Yes. Um, and, um, but again, it's when we are not, having enrollment conversations with our families, you know, our spouses and our children, and we're not delegating. It's Mm -hmm. all of everyone that lives in that home. It's their home. They have a responsibility to their home and keep the home. And if it's, they want to play football or they want to go to tennis lessons or swimming lessons or dance lessons, whatever it is, if this is really, truly important to you, you will make your own way there. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying make a five-year-old get. No, no, but but I mean, if you're if you're if you're a teenager, certainly, they can. You know, once they get to sort of senior part of, you know, primary school or and they and they and they're teenager, they don't need to be driven everywhere, and they don't need to be taken everywhere. You might they might they might get there themselves, and you might bring them home if it's dark or something. But Mm -hmm. but certainly you don't have to do everything and and every child doesn't have to do every activity that they want to or you think or other people think they should mm. that's having no, that as you say enroll enroll enrollment conversations about well actually mummy's only actually got this much time so mm. you can only do i was a single mum as well so i said you're going to do this and this so those mm. are the two things activities because i don't have time to do every single night and I can't afford it either. So this is your, this is your choice. Yeah. You know, so you Absolutely. Choose, and then you get yourself there and then I'll come and pick you up. Mm-hmm. It worked. And this is quite interesting. Up. I like what you've said. You get yourself there. And yeah. so many of my friends, um, I mean, one of my friends comes to mind, she's got four children and like, she runs herself ragged. And she goes, Oh, I just feel like I'm a prisoner to my children. And I'm like, okay, let me just work this out. Okay, you've got a, a much older son, and your youngest is a daughter, 
and uh, I said, which they're going in the same they not all go together in a taxi and the money that you give them each week for pocket money could you not say well actually use the pocket money to get you there and while they're all taking care of each other yeah. you just go and have a hot bath and how much is that taxi ride going to cost really let's have a think about it mm. and how much more relaxed would you be if while they're all getting their way then you've hired a taxi to get them to and from hmm. you actually just went and slept yeah you know just sleep and i remember a friend of mine i turned up at her house one day right that's it off you go i'm babysitting for the evening she goes really mm. so, yep I want to spend some time with my, I mean, I call her my niece, but yeah, she's yeah, not really yeah, my niece. Yeah, it's no. just my niece. Yeah. I said, it's my turn. I want to play. Mm. She goes, really? I said, yep. Go do whatever you want to do. She goes, oh, that's amazing. She disappeared into the bedroom. I thought, oh, she's getting all dressed up. And then she came back in. She'd got her pajamas on, a big fluffy dressing gown, a rabbit slippers on. I, was, I didn't even know you had rabbit slippers on. She goes, they only come out every now and then. Oh, yeah. She, especially like, oh. She's got a face mask on, her hair was all tied up in a messy bun, and she was there. She's got a bottle of Bailey's and some chocolate um, <laughs> ice cream. And I was like, Where are you going? She goes, I'm going to bed to watch a movie, and then I'm going to fall asleep. Oh, I was like, oh, yes. Good on you. Good on you. That's <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing the girlfriends leave the kids to have a boys' night in with their dad. Yeah. or a dad's night in and all yeah. you girls get together and just have a girly pajama party yeah why not why not absolutely get your rabbit slippers out oh yeah i haven't got the rabbit slippers <laughs> no you don't. no <laughs> you're right though oh, no, i'm not thinking about it I'm a <laughs> <laughs> but yes you're right you're you're so right and that's such strong messages for for women about not being a martyr to this ideal of being a mother mm. it, it's not that you know being a mother's wonderful but we don't have to live to other people's i don't know standards judgments you know, comparing our insides with other people's outsides is what i call it so you mm. don't know what's going on mm. behind their so-called perfect worlds yeah have you seen the film bad mums Yes. Great film. Yes. Oh, love it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I could watch that. And I laugh because yes. it's so on the knuckle, as yes. they say. Yes. But it just, you know, who made the rules up about what it is to be a mother anyway? Who made those rules? Uh, other, exactly. Other, other no, women, one, no one knows. And men too. It's a bit of control um, playing there. Again, but did you, when you when you decided to have children did you sign a contract with anybody to say you would live by their rules of course not no <laughs> and, and it, mm. <laughs> he's just telling me he's got to go for a walk yeah you go for a walk <laughs> <laughs> take the dog <laughs> it's lovely his spontaneous husband in the podcast <laughs> yeah absolutely it's real life it's, it's real, real life and real life <laughs> we'll have some her. chocolate some baileys and some rabbits with them yeah rabbits he's just going for a walk i don't know why 
but again it's you know let's let's stop making each other wrong and i guarantee that one of the things i've noticed is since i've started on this journey of saying you know what he's got it i trust him yeah. He's a grown man. He's he can take care of the kids and my dogs while I go off and do this. Yeah. Because he he trusted me. Why not trust him back? But also yeah. the amount of mothers that have said to me, Oh, I so wish I could do what you're doing. I said we'd start doing it bit by bit then. Go away yeah. for a weekend. Just for a yeah, weekend. Just do it. Maybe a week with a girlfriend. Why not all of you get together and hire a coach and do a retreat together? You know, instead of the coach organizing the retreat, why don't you all get together and hire uh, a coach? <laughs> I was saying, why don't you just hire me as a coach? I'll just yeah, coach you come and give you coach you for a weekend. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. But do you know, something find, like that. Yeah, yeah it's not that find hard. a masseuse. Find someone who's going to come in, like a, a chiropractor, and someone who's going to you know, put you back in alignment and then massage you and like, just hire a villa somewhere hot and somewhere nice because you doing that for yourselves and honoring yourselves teaches your children how to honor you and yeah. their future partners. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if we're not honoring ourselves and managing our time, and I hate that word managing our time, if we're not honoring yeah. our own, space in this world yeah. and owning our space and uh, this is our life mm. no one else's okay. my children cannot make my rules up they cannot dictate to me how i'm going to spend my life one because yeah. they're a child and i'm the yeah. adult and the parent yes. although yeah. i'm probably they're more adult than me because i want them <laughs> to leave school and come visit mummy and they're like no i've got a little to do mother i'm not oh. coming up to visit you well, we are adult then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's good though but again it's about honoring ourselves yes because when we honor ourselves we're teaching other people how to honor us when we love ourselves we're teaching other people how to love us yes well you can't love other people that deeply until you can love yourself absolutely and the people the person that you're pretending to be is a lie yeah yeah stop lying we tell our children to stop lying all the time. Well, we don't, <laughs> but some of us do. Yeah. You know, yeah. we are bullying ourselves yeah. by doing that. And we yeah. don't like bullies. We tell our children not to accept bullies in the playground. Yeah. But and we, we don't like bullying. But we do bully ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. No. That's amazing. So if you had like three tips for my listeners to get themselves on a new track what would they be the first thing would be to give themselves permission to give themselves permission to be who they wish to be and the second one would be to have enrollment conversations with the family and say this is what i want this is what I need and this is what I would like from you. Mm. So having Roman conversations. And the third thing, and this is probably the most difficult, 
is revisit that inner girl inside of you and find out what makes her giggle and laugh. Because yesterday I walked around here, I walked around the town here, headphones on, dancing down the street, singing <laughs> out loud to myself. I didn't care whether I was going to crack the windows because of my terrible singing. I was singing and I was having a great time by myself. Turn the music on, switch the world out. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I love it. That's Thank so you. lovely. Do you want, how can people get in touch with you if they want to know more about the work you do, the books you've written? Um, probably the best place would be dawnbates.com, um, which has links to all my social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Um, and then my books are on there. My courses are on there. Um, they can send me emails through there. But yeah, so dawnbates.com or dawnyb, which is D-A-W-N-E-E, and then B-E. This is Dawny be happy or Dawny be excited or Dawny be a bit crazy today or <laughs> Dawn, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your wisdom and laughter. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Welcome. So guys, I hope you really enjoyed that. I had a wonderful conversation and we talked about a lot of really important things mm. about time. We talked about mummy martyrdom, lots of wisdom. And I hope that you take some of those tips on board and give yourself permission to have permission. And mm. find that inner girl. I really love that. So until mm. next time, listeners, go well. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.